Hello, we're back, and football's back with it. It's exciting times. It is very exciting times. Football's come back. Stoke played yesterday. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we, you know, go do a deep delve. As usual, I'm joined by Mark. Hello. You alright? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Have you been coping with football now with no crowds? No crowd? Well, I'm still trying to figure out if we're going to see next year's season ticket. <laughs> I still haven't done my, what's it called for the season ticket? Well, still, I still don't know what's happening with that. I still, still can't get I'm going to have to ring up on Monday. I'm going to yeah. have to sort it out over the phone because every time I try to log in, I can't get hold of it. No, it just keeps crashing all the time. But but I tell you what, I've been watching some of the games free on Sky, Sky One. I, I keep thinking like I've got used to the control because it's the same sounds from FIFA. So it's, yeah. I don't know if I'm playing the game. Wait, wait there, what's happening? They actually played sound at home yesterday. It's like yeah. played crowd. Yeah. And like but, when they refed it and he says, and they boot him. <laughs> Put the boo on. Quick, quick, press boo. Cheer. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been quite interesting. We were watching Liverpool-Everton live. As we're here, not really excited about it, to be honest. I just hope Liverpool lose, to be honest. I think, I think a lot of the country do, don't they? I know, I'm, I'm sick of it now. It's time of year, finally, mate. You've been there. You've been nearly there for three months. <laughs> but like I think you said at work, uh, Sproey said they'll be the shortest ever champions. Yeah, it's not going to be one people are going to remember fondly, is it, at the no, end of the day? No, Um I mean, I bet they were sort of wishing that they'd done it before well, lockdown. On other news, I saw the fantastic scenes at Coventry yesterday, lifting the title, all separated. and <laughs> Such an anti-climax. <laughs> We've won! Quite a while later. <laughs> and then they put a DJ on top at Roof. And the Coventry City or whatever it is, like blaring tunes out with no one there. Yeah. <laughs> Why? A bit like the Queen's birthday, isn't it? Yeah, I just had a wee. Let's all come out. Oh, we can't come out. We can't gather. I'll leave. It's my birthday. We'll get the troops out, but then we'll all go home. <laughs> <laughs> Quick one. How much money did that cost? <laughs> well, it saved us a bit of money anyway. <laughs> it was a massive event. Better off just coming on the tally. It's my birthday, by the way. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I forgot it was Father's Day today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My dad's been round. <laughs> what he's had for his, his treat for a Father's Day is helping me build a coffee table. That's love right there, that is. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, cheers for Father's Day. It's what? <laughs> I, I've not relaxed at all today in it's Father's Day. Not one bit. Well, I had a facial yesterday. I went out, yeah, it looked like so you'd been getting involved in scat. Well... That's what happens when your message gets involved in body shopping. It's, to be fair, I do feel quite fresh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> right, so we'll go into the game then. So we played, obviously, Reading away, and the game ended up 1-1. I suppose you'd take a point, wouldn't you, away from home, but it's Reading, isn't it? You should have been looking at getting all three, to be fair. I mean, they're a poor side as well, aren't they? They're, yeah, they're, they're a bit above us, but there's, I don't think there's anything special about them. No. Um, I was very surprised by the team selection at the start of the game, to be honest. I mean, we had Nathan Collins at right back, Shawcross had returned, um, can't remember who was alongside him. It was, but we also had a. We've got a nice Live podcasting, isn't it smashing? Yeah. Anyway. I'll have a flake in that. <laughs> I wonder if he's got any. Actually, I'm tempted. I've got no, I've got no coins on me at all. Not bad. <laughs> Get him now, go. We'll pause this. Yeah, I was surprised to see Lassie Sorensen getting the squad. Jordan Thompson started. I'm sort of glad that Sorensen got an, uh, a nod because not so many years ago we were looking at him thinking he might break into the first team anyway. And I mean, he's 
delivery yesterday was was good at times. I like his feet. I like he has got a good ball on him. I will be honest. I mean, the problem they've been everything I've read about him on the like youth levels and everything that's been contacted about him is that apparently the youth team can't seem to knuckle him down in a position. Can't seem to. They don't yeah. have put him on the wing. They don't have put him on the in the middle. Cam holding midfielder. Maybe a bit of time with the manager because I've found sometimes even when you watch it on telly sometimes you'll see a player move one time another time another time and then they'll find a manager who finds that position for him and it changes him into that position you see players all the time start out the career at left back or left wing and then before you know it they're up front or yeah. they're in the middle of the park and because a certain manager's gone that's where you should be playing that's where you're best placed and you never know Michael O'Neill might have been looking at him for a while and maybe maybe has sort of seen something in him so well he must have seen something in him given the opportunities now I see Nathan Collins in the squad as, as well but we started slow well we started terribly to be honest I can't say anything other than that I mean very soft goal that Portuguese international can't pronounce his name Lau I think it is Lau Lau <laughs> I can't pronounce Lau. it got in the box low cross just tapped it home really it was, to be honest, until James McLean came on, I think I thought we were looking very ropey. I didn't like Sam Klukas that high up the pitch no. on the left wing. He could do a job there, but I just I just don't think we need him in the middle. And yeah, that's why he's been best. Placed. The person who who started who really wasn't impressed was with Jordan Thompson. He he seemed to be too laboured on the ball. Yeah, he didn't, seemed... he didn't he didn't shout out to me anything when he first come I didn't sort of look at him and think oh he's going to make a difference straight away I mean alright maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on, the, on him when he's only just come but we haven't got time we need people come in and straight away make an impact don't we well yeah we do I mean it, the thing that I found the problem especially in the first half is that we weren't doing anything with the ball we were struggling to get the ball to Campbell because Campbell first half in probably the first 60 minutes couldn't even get Space to get a shot. He, no. he had no service whatsoever. No. I mean, but the, like I say, later on he had the opportunity with his left foot and hit the hit the post just yeah. out, just in, inside the box. Great left foot finish. Yeah, and he just shows you that. Give him some, get some good players around him players, that can find him. Players, the thing is, sometimes players can sort of drift away in a game, but it's if they're still switched on at that split moment, isn't it? And I do think Campbell may may have that about him where. He might go in and out of games, but then he's still got the know-how that when he does get that chance, he, he, he'd more than likely take it. And, but like you say, we, we just don't have enough creative edge. We rely too heavily on the same players, don't we, all the time? And, and yeah, that, we rely too much on James McLean as well, because when he came on, the game started turning into our favour. We were starting to create chances, move the ball better. Um, like I say, Jordan Thompson looked out of his depth, in my opinion. Um, but Nick Powell... Again, he's looking a different player under Michael O'Neill. He really is looking a different player. He, he yeah. was everywhere you needed him. Yeah, that's that's the thing I can take from him. Fair enough, he's not the typical cam where he'll you know pass forty yard balls or sneak somebody through. He's not frightened of taking anybody on though. But he's he? not frightened. He's not. He's not scared of the ball, which yeah. has been somebody something we haven't had for a long time. Somebody who 
it seems very calm with the ball. Yeah. No sort of rushing. We'll pass that. We'll get, yeah, rid, get of that. rid of it. Hot potato sort of attitude. Yeah. I think today it was a clear sign we missed Lucas in the middle, and we definitely missed Joe Allen. Yeah. It, it was a. Well, that was mainly what Sorensen was brought in to do. Once it was just plug Joe Allen's position, Malik's and things. Yeah. And it does scream to me. I mean, Tash and Oakley Booth apparently played well in the two friendlies that weirdly yeah. we forgot to cover in the last uh, podcast. But he scored a goal on one of them and looked, looked quite good. So it was, to me, it was a very shocking squad. Yeah. I, the, the problem is, if we'd have lost yesterday, like 4-3-4, four, four, we'd have gone look, we're no different than we were before. We're still struggling. I think when we haven't kicked a ball for three and a half months... I think most teams would have took a draw yesterday. Let's get back out there. Let's just have 90 minutes behind us and then we'll we'll kick back in. I I genuinely think a lot of clubs would have gone, let's just not lose this weekend. Mm. I, I do. I genuinely believe a lot of teams would have thought that. Well, for me, when I was watching it, I thought, especially when Vokes came on, because I have to give credit to Vokes when he came on, for a bloke that we've been saying finished for now three months. Yes, he actually <laughs> no, but he, he, did, he did a good job he, yeah. he was knocking the ball down he was moving in the right positions and fair enough he has probably lost his legs and he probably isn't good enough for us but he, when he comes on off the bench and puts performances in like that we can't really knock him well he's only got Chase Chase after Charlie Adam hasn't he I don't think he's played I don't think he's played any Charlie Adam I don't think he's I don't think Reading wants him anymore there's, there's rumours he's coming back Stoke isn't there well, I hope he's coming back up the grass. <laughs> <laughs> or in one of them, what's it called, uh, meetings where the, what those meal things? Dorman. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, at dinners. At the dinners, you know, they go, like, players yeah, go round. school dinners. Yeah, when they go after around. school dinners. After school dinners. <laughs> 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 Evening meal. <laughs> yeah. Early dinners. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the dinners, you'll walk around going, ah, I scored a goal against Chelsea in the half. Why are you lying in it? Do you like the boat, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I thought there was some talent there in the Reading squad. They seem to be very one-sided heavy, very good at pacey up front, but a bit dodgy at the back. And yeah. There was a player that we've had a question about, what did you think of Puskas, who played up front for Reading, the ex-Inter Milan youngster? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a few things about him, that he's, 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 sort of, he's got a promising future and stuff, but... I think you hear that all the time, don't you, about young lads. It, the, the, the thing is, Reading are very... I don't know, they're not a very desirable club, I don't think. When you look at them, they had a spell, didn't they, in the Prem a few years ago. and You just always see Reading as that bottom-off championship side. They're just getting nowhere, ever. <laughs> well, they've always they've always held that role, haven't they? Apart from that bit of a time under Steve Coppola, and I think that couple of years under someone else. <laughs> the, 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 that's what I mean they're so undesirable aren't they yeah, it's yeah. very much like football now it's it's just it's they much, all, there's no issue or anything to them is no. there it's, it's not like like a soulless club yeah it's not a soulless club <laughs> they're <not> Wigan <laughs> <laughs> we've got them soon as well but uh, I yes, think yesterday's football's a soulless experience in one sense though isn't it as much as you're glad that it's back no fans no Match day, like it, we it didn't feel like a game, did it? Last no. time I think I was watching the terrible stream, but yeah. I was like, <laughs> kept stopping and start. I didn't know if we'd scored or not. Um, like I say, I, there was not really much going for it when there's no crowd there. It, it, 
it's like now watching this Liverpool game and it, there's just no soul in it at You're all. just expecting them to take 10 players off and bring 10 on. It's like a warm-up match, isn't it? But it's like thing you said though, um, Michael Owen, you said that you know certain clubs like Wigan in Vale are going to find it good not having any fans there because there's none there anyway. So no. it's an unfair advantage yeah. for them clubs. Yeah, they're not bothered, are they? I mean, at the end of the day, we're sat here now with the Merseyside derby on mm. and normally you can't hear yourself think yeah. even when it's on the telly it's that loud and the thing is if this was a normal game Everton would be trying everything in their power crowd included to stop Liverpool winning the title yeah, yeah. and instead you're watching a game where they've surrounded the seats with banners just to make the seats not look quite as empty as they actually are it's like some grounds have put banners of people but to be fair, watching this, it does look like there is people about. They just employed a lot of ball boys. <laughs> well, the top end <laughs> and the tire stand. Well, like I say, it's it's still it's great that it, we can conclude this season because let's face it, two months ago we sat here going void it, it's not going to happen. Which I still think should have happened. Really. I still think should avoid it and start it again. The money men have spoken about. Oh yeah, it's Premier League. Yeah, they, yeah. They want because the sponsorships. If they, if they had paid the sponsorships back off, the clubs of the Premier League would have no money, and it no. it caused mayhem. Yeah. So to be honest, I wish it would happen then, because you know it'd be great for Stoke as Liverpool going debt, United going debt, Spurs going debt. When you look at the Everton Omen there, <coughs> it looks like they've got a good forty thousand. <laughs> With them banners, but I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day. It's uh, if with the season carrying on, it it sort of in a way stops anyone moaning about relegation, promotion. People are going to go down and people are going to go up, and they can't moan now. You're not going to get Leeds fans moaning. You're not going to get West Brom fans moaning. If we stay up, we're not going to moan about it. It, it. It's just it draws a line under the season, doesn't it? Not in a very desirable way, but it does in the long run. Well, I mean, the good thing is that people have been talking about online and stuff is that Coventry, as we know, will come up. It just means a good away day next year. And you look at some of the teams that are in the Premier League that might be dropping as well. West Ham are not doing well. You know, Bournemouth look like they're going to go. Do you think we're going to go down? Stoke? Mm. No. Stoke won't go down now. No chance of it. There's absolutely no chance of it. I know we're only three points out of the drop or two points, whatever it is. But I can't see us losing many games under Michael O'Neill. No. Fair enough, the performance wasn't fantastic against Reading. We'd have lost that game nine months ago. Yeah, under Nathan Jones, yeah. we would have lost that game. But to be fair, the performance yesterday there was fighting. Yeah, a bit and more it, doggy dog. And it wasn't the first team. It was a lot. It was a bit of a makeshift side. I don't know if it's because Corona is it in secret ways, or people are still a bit stiff, stiff and not right. It, it's, it's technically pre-season it's, it is so to be fair they've got to knuckle down and then if they get which I think they will I think next weekend when we play Middlesbrough there's going to be a good chance of a win yeah. especially if McLean's back in maybe Joe Allen's back in there yeah I mean you, you've only got to look at most of the fixtures that have been on telly even at Premier League level there's been nobody sort of completely blown away has they it's, they've all been very much like most start of the season games. Yeah, it's like, Very it's, it's like a start key. of the season again, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And the thing is that there's going to be plenty of teams that struggle at first. And Stoke have always yeah. been very famous for not being a good starter. Yeah. So 
But the good thing is we've got Middlesbrough, we've got Wigan, and then I think we've got Luton after that. I'm not sure. Somebody yeah. else after that who's in the bottom bottom ends of the table. And, and I, I can see points being picked up. I can see us beating Middlesbrough. I can see maybe us beating Wigan. And I can see... And if we get six points out of that, we're well out of it. Yeah. We're basically comfortable there, and then that's where we need to be. Because then we can start preparing for next season. And it, we need to... We need to now sort of focus on this. I mean, from the performance from Sorensen, if Joe Allen isn't quite fit, I'd play him again for Middlesbrough. I'd give him another game, see, see how he goes on. Because I like his feet. I like that he's got a good ball on him. Yeah. And if we can get him alongside Kluke as somebody steady, who well, knows how to play the ball. It's something I've mentioned before about the Saturday-Tuesday thing, isn't it? That Joe Allen at times is... He doesn't miss a game. Yeah. And you think, well... Sometimes I looked at some Saturday, like Tuesday games thinking, well, we're at home. You could have put, you could have put one of the kids in. Mm. Just give them a rest. Because some of us top players, we are heavily reliant on them all the time. And I, th- I think, to be honest as well, with the game this, this weekend, I think he was thinking of the Middlesbrough game as well. Just get a few of the first teams. He's probably looking playing. at the own games for us staying up. Because, I mean, if he knows that the Middlesbrough is the biggest one. Because yeah. if we lose to Middlesbrough, we're right back in it again. Yeah. So he, he knows that he might not risk Joe Allen. Yeah. He probably didn't want to risk James McLean on his, his first team. Yeah. So he's decided to bring McLean on just to get the result, try to get a point, yeah. which worked. It was a good decision, it worked. But I think Middlesbrough will we'll see, see more the first choice and we'll probably get a win. Yeah, um, he's probably targeted the own games as well, and he's probably looked at the own games and said, this is probably where we're going to gain as most points from because the reality is what you get on the road it's no different than any division isn't it? you need wins but if you can get away with just picking up points like the odd points here and there yeah. it'll still help out because um, in the past we've sort of gone a bit gung-go away from home haven't we and we've been mullered yeah. and the thing is uh, with Michael he doesn't really do that if he thinks we're, we're, we're going to have a tough afternoon he'll make us difficult beat yeah he'll tell you uh, he'll say, and that's yeah. the thing and that, that's I know some purists don't like that but it's about gaining points and it's so about that's getting results rotation as well yeah. and not putting your first team out every week we know that from Tony Pulis when we were in the FA Cup and yeah. and in Europe that we just didn't have the squad to cope with it at the time and I mean know, we've been guilty at times trying to do it it's like when we went Derby we went Derby and played on the front foot and got mauled. Mm. And he sort of thought then we should have gone Derby and sat in and defended and, and just try to get a point because on the day we tried be, we tried breaking foot and they mauled us. There was well, so you're much too, quick. Too, you're too quick. Yeah. The problem is with our side, which Michael O'Neill has actually come out and said that the one of the worrying signs of our squad is that we're so slow. Yeah. And as soon as we play a team with pace, we get absolutely picked apart. Yeah. QPR, um, Derby. Derby. It's like that Sidley, Sidley, that young... Derby was like men against boys at times. Yeah, it's like that young forward you've got, that 17-year-old, is it? That yeah. Sidley was going at trick yesterday. Yeah. That's the difference sometimes. When you've got pace like that, that, yeah. that Bogle, who they signed from League Two. Yeah. You know, you know, that's where it comes down to, where if you've got pace and you can get it in the club, that makes a massive difference. You've got a lot of... We've got a lot of players from a different era of football as well. I know it sounds stupid now. You look at the current crop in the Prem and the Championship, the, the top sides, they're so quick. They all are. You even look yeah. at the Prem. 
look at Liverpool, look at City. They've all got pace across the pitch everywhere. And, and that's what it's about now. You, you've got to be quick. And at times, that's one thing we've lacked. Well, I, I, hope, I hope that in the summer, you know, we start looking at bringing in people who are a little bit more mobile, quicker when they move the ball. And, and that, we've needed that for two, three years. Well, the problem is with our squad is if you look at it, you've got old men and kids. There's no real in-betweens. You've got a very experienced squad that will lose it. Some are losing the legs, some are still okay. But then you haven't got any like 24-year-olds, 26-year-olds, yeah. players who were in the peak and yeah. got the pace to move the ball forward. We've got old men. and that's, that's, But the thing is, we bought more old men when we came down. I think some of them are hanging on by the skin of the teeth. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think by next year, the, the legs will have completely gone. Yeah, it's like Vokes, I think. He's got he's us. Done, he's, yeah. I think he, if we don't get rid of him, we're going to have to try to load him out or do something so we can get him down. He's say his legs like two now. <laughs> he's in a lap to be fair he'd, he'd do alright at a Luton or a Barnsley or something but for Stoke I don't think you've got to remember the championship for me is getting just as tough as the Prem I, I just think it's so cutthroat now you've got to be quick you've got to be powerful and he gets he gets overall in games and I just think maybe if he dropped down another division he might find somewhere in League One or something that he might be able to settle a bit the quality of football is a lot less. It's not quite as quick as the championship. And he might... The thing is, he, he is a big guy and he will be able to bully players at that level. He won't bully players in the championship. That's my opinion on him now. I just don't think he's worth the gamble anymore. I mean, we talked we talked about that last week, didn't we? His thoughts on Vokes. But, you know, another bit of news today was Nathan Jones returned to Luton. Nearly won. You see it coming, couldn't you, before? <sighs> oh, I could anyway. At the end of the day, his best his best part of his career was at Luton. Oh, he's only well, well that's the thing. <laughs> he's only managed three yeah. years, hasn't he? But that's what I mean. If it, you go back to what you know, don't you? Well, to be fair, they played really well. They, they were dog. They, well, they were losing first half, but they, he hit the ball on the. He had a he had a cracking goal, and then I think it was somebody else, Galloway or somebody, had a go on his right foot and nearly won him a game. If, I don't know with Jones. I always thought. We both said, didn't we, when he come in, we thought we expected big things from Jones. Well, Pre-season, yeah. I thought, watching him, I thought, we're going to have a good season here. Mm-hmm. And it just unfolded so quick. It unfolded so quick because he didn't have the wing-backs to play the way he wanted to play, we know yeah. that. And it Luton knew what he had because he had good spare ones. I know they've lost the first choices like Stacey and Justin, and Justin but they got two, they got Potts and Did Galloway. Justin and... even getting a kick at Leicester? <sighs> no, I don't think he's played yet. Uh, that's why I thought it was strange we didn't try to get him on loan well, till the end of the season. It, it's it's one of them. And see, uh, some club, some big clubs do it, don't they? They bring players in and then loan them straight back out. I've seen Tottenham do it a few times, yeah. where they buy people and loan them straight back out again. And and to me, that's the better way of doing things if you don't think they're ready. Well, if, it isn't it really. But it's like Harry Suter, who's had two years now at Fleetwood and he's done well. And next year, I hope he's going to be a part of the first team of Stoke. I mean, he's yeah. the right age as well. I think he's 22 at the start of next season. So, I think he's the right age. We've got a young goalkeeper, Berger, coming through. And I think he'd just replace Federici. Yeah. Um, I, I think we have got some future now coming through. Well, they haven't heard anything more on Sanko. It's gone a bit quiet, Sanko. I think there's a chance we're going to give him a new contract by looks Well, we need to stop faffing around if we are. 
Well, he sold his agent, since he? he still might be just trying to find him a club. He, or get the money out. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, for me, get it done. Get him on a five-year contract. Get it's him. not hard to sell it, is it? You just say, listen, if you stay here, you'll play here. If you go Tottenham or something, you might not play for another five, six years. Yeah, but I mean, that's what always worried me about if signing for a top club from the beginning is a lot. you see a lot of these players, I've seen it before where they go, such and such has left Chelsea, 27 years old, he's made four appearances in the calling cup. Thinking your career's halfway done. Mm. No, it's more than halfway oh, we're done. About, we just thought about it. Yeah, we were talking about Jamie O'Hara who played 150 games in his career and most of that was at Billericay. Yeah. You know, it's just a waste of a career. Yeah, yeah, you might as well start off. You might, you might as well move to somewhere where you know you're going to play and make a name for yourself. Even don't if it's don't get like me that. wrong, some players start at clubs and they do play and they play a lot of games. There's a lot of lads at United that have done it, haven't they, in, in our, when we were younger. Yeah, West Brown. John <laughs> oh, West Brown was what wants. He, he just played now and again against garbage in the Premier League and obviously like Gerrard started at Liverpool didn't see him played all his career at Liverpool and had well Galley Galaxy well yeah but he didn't sort of start playing when he was 26 did he at the end of the day no it's not like it's not like the 40s or 50s where but then you look at the West Ham side when Redknapp was there look how many players come through that squad and went on to bigger clubs but at that time at West Ham yeah to develop to develop and, and I do genuinely believe if you if you if I was an agent and I'd be looking at not top four, maybe top twelve or something if, if somebody comes in. Someone a West Ham or a Newcastle or something. Just just forget you're moving. You prove yourself at that club and score goals or, or whatever. Well if it, you look at most players, know. most players have done the same thing. I mean you look at Van Dyke for example, he, he started off in the mid table Dutch side and worked his way up to the yeah. the highest ranks and now is classed as the best defender in the world behind yeah. Kalini. Done it the right way. So I think sometimes you can go to top clubs, he doesn't work, and then you watch him just completely nosedive because they're on too much money from the beginning. So then they all get another club because no one's willing to pay the wages. So then they drop, but then it doesn't quite work out for them. Before you know it, they're in League One and you think he was a decent footballer at one point. What? Yeah. Where did it all go wrong? And that's my only worry if Sanko went somewhere like Tottenham because they come in, they're gone, they come in, they're gone. And I, well, I wouldn't worry about it if you went Tottenham and ate him. So it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? <laughs> then, hey. But there was a bit of bad news that came out of the match against Reading, which was the injury to Ryan Shawcross. And there's a lot of talk going around at the moment if this is the third time now he's come back gone. and his injuries have broken down. It's so, a, it's a quite, it's a, it's a situation that he needs to sit down with either the manager or his family and make that decision because, the reality is he, he can't stay fit, can he? And I know it's tough, but, uh, and he is. Let's face it, he's a modern day legend for Stoke, but, at the same time, how many times is he going to keep coming back, getting a knock, being out for three months, coming back? Eventually, you've got to look at it in a in a sort of business way as well, is he's taking up somebody else's position. Mm. If he does this now for the next 18 months and keeps coming back and getting injured and coming back, that's two transfer windows you could have bought another centre off in. That's the reality of it. As tough as it is, at what point is he going to go and go, hang on a minute, I've not played a full two games for two years and go, well... 
maybe I just I can't get fit anymore. Maybe it is a time. Like well, he, I think the thing is, I don't know why he's come back. I would have just sat him down and said, right, we're not going to play you this season. We're going to leave you till next season. And then we're just going to give you that extra rest time. Yeah. And help you repair because he keeps coming back. He keeps getting injured, so it's yeah. obviously some problem there. Problem, we, yeah. we all know he's had. We all know since the age he was tw- when he was twenty six, he's had back back problems, which yeah. has which has stopped him becoming probably a first team regular for England and moving on to a bigger club. Yeah. So he's been unlucky, but that loyalty makes him a legend at Stoke because he's you know he's played in three different decades. Yeah. That was the first time yesterday he played this this year, so he's played in three decades as a Stoke player. Yeah, which is a great achievement, but at the same time. It, it's a, it's a delicate situation as well when, let's face it, Ryan's well loved at Stoke. And well, he's probably the best player I've seen at Stoke, to be honest. Everyone will have their opinion on it and everyone will argue the toss about it. I mean, he could have gone down the road of saying to him, like, obviously you can't do it now with this COVID thing, but at one point saying, right, we'll get yourself fit, we'll send you on a short-term three-month loan somewhere no, at lower league. We're not loaning Ryan Shawcross out. Yeah, but he's got to prove his fitness. I'd, I'd loan him to our under twenty threes, but I'm not loaning him. Not him Matt Swindon. No, we're not, no, not having Ryan playing for anyone else. I, don't, I just don't see him in another kit. Sending Turkey for three months. No, it's dope. <laughs> he's stoke legend. I'm not loaning him out anywhere. Anyway, I've got to bring something else up as well. Oh. Because any of our listeners who've been listening from the start will remember an episode where you barefaced laughed at me. For about 10 minutes. Why? Because I suggested about having five substitutions. I think you laughed for the majority of the pod when I mentioned it. No, no, no. What made me laugh? Not not five, five substitutions. What made me laugh was when you said two of them have got me British. <laughs> or the parents have got well, me British. Well, five substitutions in now, haven't you? Yeah, but I didn't say that it was a bad idea oh, having five substitutes. What I said was it was five. five no, but then. two of them have got me British. All the relatives who got me rich, get them passports out. Come on, that's what it was. Five subs. Five subs. Yeah, well, the problem is people who remember this won't remember the Anchor podcast. No, but I do think five substitutions is good for getting you through. It's good for the big clubs. Mm. It's very good for the big clubs because they've got loads of players. Yeah, but it's good for the Championship. Well, it Have is. You two in the Championship as well. I'm not sure if they have or not, but... Do you think, though, when you play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Tuesday it's good for rotation as well? Well, it's, it's only for the COVID, because... I think they should bring it in. Because it's, it's cause there's too many games rotation, because, you know, teams are playing now. Every it's it's going to be every two, three days, yeah. so you need that rotation a little bit more, where yeah. you just give a player that, even if it is Maybe 30 they could have minutes, done it just, just a bit like of rest. Five players, and two, two of the subs have to be, like, youth players. Yeah, but you're getting back down your same routine now, here, where you've got to be English in the ground. No, youth players. <laughs> youth players. We see too many youth players and not get an opportunity. Why, can they, why can't they get an opportunity? Because the other five subs are all internationals. It's, the problem is now with the youth setup and the reason why I, I don't think the players come through like they used to. The problem is with nowadays is the, the, they're, getting, they're getting too much money too young. I was listening to a podcast recently where... Robbie Blake was talking about when he was a youth player. He was like absolutely over the moon when he got fifteen quid a week. He was like, yeah. he was like running around the house celebrating, <laughs> fist pumping. He's on fifteen quid, quid a week. Now you've got youngsters like I think the record's one at Real Madrid's on a hundred grand a week. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, he's, and he hadn't even kicked the ball yet. He's yeah. he's under eighteen. He's on a hundred grand a week. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They've had to give him that so he didn't go to a different club. Yeah, because he knew Barcelona was sniffing around him. And the problem is with that that lad has already it's made assumed. it. He doesn't need. He doesn't need no. play. He'll just sit on that five-year contract and go. I don't give a monkeys about playing. <laughs> yeah. I've made it. You like it? I'm not playing no more. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. It's like let's let's have a look at Jack Wiltshire. Do you reckon he would have been as injured as much as he was if he didn't get if he didn't get as much money as he did from so young? Well, he was on eighty grand a week when he was twenty-one. He was injured, funnily enough, after that point. Yeah. Before twenty-one, he couldn't miss a game because he was like. I don't know, on two grand a week and got whatever. Yeah. But then as soon as he got that big contract, all my legs, all my legs gone. Oh, quite love, we'll go out for a meal and drink. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing about it nowadays. And we just, the problem is that it's like when Peter Fox got done for putting D. Pete and slapping that lad across the arse with D. Pete. And it's like, yeah. well, you have seen some of the stuff they did years ago. It was like 15, 16 times worse just, than that. I just think that like a lot of teams, especially at the top level, you've got the first team, but then you'll see them take maybe the striker off, and the next striker that comes in is a foreign player. So then that that English striker, all they ever get to sniff, unless it's Carling Cup, FA Cup, or there's been a, a massive injury list, and then he might get a nod. And you just think if you had an extra two, say Liverpool were winning 5 0, and he's like, well, I'm not going to risk bringing on one of the top boys. I'll bring the youth lad on because I don't need to. I can rest him. Well, I've got a game think, Tuesday yeah, in the Champions League. The thing is, with five subs, you can do that. You can bring both of them on. That's mm. that's the thing with it. It's, 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 I just don't think it helps the smaller clubs, really, because let's be honest, if you look at our bench on Saturday, there's not really much on there, really, to make five subs. It's some, with some clubs. It's a challenge to make five subs. Let's be honest. Is there going to be a moaning team? <laughs> we haven't got enough chairs. <laughs> we haven't got enough players. <laughs> Dave, I wish I'd like Josh, get your kit on. What do you want? Why? Just for the sake of using five, get off. What size boots are you? <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I, I do genuinely think that it could make a massive difference, I do. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a message, who's right or wrong. <laughs> It, it, the thing is for me I think there's already too many subs as it is so I think three's too many back in the day you, you used to get one if someone died his legs fell off we've only got one sub <laughs> you, know, you can come off then you, you moaning about having a cut eye stay there I don't know it's I like, agree with that sense as they are very much um, easily I mean they roll around something ridiculous now we've only got to look at the Arsenal game yesterday with uh, Mopai. Well, we've got to talk about that because everyone's been moaning about this and saying that. I don't even think there's anything wrong with that challenge at all. He went for the ball. Well, he jumps up for the ball, doesn't he? And from what I gather, his knee goes into his ribs. But I don't think he deliberately puts his knee forward when when he do, when he challenges him. And then there was just like this massive like kicking off. I mean, don't get me wrong. To me, it looks like he's winded him quite bad. Yeah. And he's gone off because he's sort of he's panicked a bit. He can't breathe. He was probably right as rain once he got got into the jail. Apparently he's out for a while. Is he? Apparently he's out for a while. Yeah. I don't think there was any malice in it though. It's just Arsenal. It's just on the Arsenal yeah. club. The fans are doing. It's like we were watching um, Arsenal fan TV just before we did the pod, and that tie, that little gremlin. Yeah. He was just like constantly going up to the camera, yeah. going, "Neil, you're a disgrace. You're a cheat." Yeah. You just. Yeah, you apparently, the Arsenal lost. 
because of that challenge. Yes, because of Neil Maupin and get sent off for something that he agreed was a yellow card. Yeah, contradicted himself and went, yeah, well, he should have had a yellow. <laughs> well, just <laughs> he just said, he should have got, got, got off. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he should have got a yellow for that. <laughs> no, you lost because you're not good enough anymore. That's that's the reality of it. But, well, to be honest, I, people were comparing, comparing Stoke to Arsenal, like Stoke of the Championship version of Arsenal, where they've made bad signings and, and they're costing, and they're costing them in the future. Yeah. You look at that Arsenal squad, it's, it's absolutely dying. And I, and I said to a lad at work, Arsenal got to be careful, because if they carry on, they'll be playing Stoke if they carry on. The thing is, um, when we first got into the Premier League, if you asked a lot of Stokies, most of them, if you said, what do you think about Arsenal, they'd say, I hate them, but they play great football. I ten ten year, like sort of ten ten years ago, yeah. you used to go. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't play great football, did they? I mean, Bird Camp was just a poor man's Sam Lucas, wasn't he? Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, t- t- let's be honest. Thierry Henry, how many goals in the cup final did he score? No. Massive zero. Dennis Bird, how many goals did he score in a final? Zero. But they they did they weren't boring to watch, is what I'm saying. Oh, they they bloody It's like watching paint dry, passing sideways, sideways. Pass backwards, sideways. I don't think Stoke played like Brazil. We did, we did but Stoke alone it. <laughs> Smashed them. I, I just think they've lost their identity. But yeah, they like used, Stoke, to, yeah. used to play a lot of one-touch football. They were quick on the ball. And now, it's they are unrecognisable, also. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they, they all like Stoke, where this just shows that the modern era now, because of the high wages and the high transfers, that... You've got to get it right because if you don't get it right, this is the punishment you have. Where these players won't leave. Like Ozil, he's on three hundred and fifty grand a week. Exactly. Nobody in the world, even China, wouldn't match that. He's kissing the badge the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It, it, it is. They're just an embarrassing club. They've completely crumbled, and it's the same with the way Stoke. Would have if been he was your son, you'd be on the phone too. <laughs> sort yourself out, son. What are you doing? You support Schalke. I've dropped you a Ferrari off. Oh, that's great kissing the boss. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Uh, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's one of them with fun. One is killed, it, aren't it, bro? And uh, with youngsters and, and all the other stuff, but, you know, like we say about Ryan, he, he's never had that problem. He he was breaking through United, played for Real Antwerp, and then has come back, come to Stoke and played pretty much every game. He's been probably, I think, the second or longest... He's either the longest captain or the second longest captain in Stokes history, which yeah. is an incredible achievement. And if he doesn't get a statue or the stadium named after him, I think it's a disgrace. Right, sure, across the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the worrying thing for me now is obviously the football's come back and from what I gather, everything over the weekend has run pretty smoothly at every level that's played. How long is it going to be before they say we're going to let fans back in? Because I'd, I'd say August. I think longer. I, I do. I just think because it's running so smoothly now, as long as the government go, well, we're not having crowds yet, they might just go, well, we'll just carry on the way it is. Because they can't. Only the big boys in the Premier League can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. If they, it's clubs in League One or League Two, they can't afford to put matches on without getting fans. match day revenue. Mm-hmm. So it'd kill everything. They, they've got to aim to get fans back in stadiums by the start of next season. Mm. 
it, it, it needs to happen anyway because I like my football. I'm not really a fan of watching it on Tally, never have been. I like going. That's how, yeah, that's yeah. why I fell in love with football because I went to the atmosphere. Went to Stoke when I was young, mm. and fair enough, I nearly shit myself and fell off a bloody cliff by the looks of it when I was a kid. <laughs> but I still loved it. I still love the whole atmosphere of game watch Stoke, and that's the reason why I fell in love with football. Nothing to do with TV. It's strange, isn't it, watching Stoke? Because I, I, I've had times where when you've gone on a Saturday. You've gone and we've been mauled. And you walk away that night and think, what are we watching? Come Wednesday the next week, if you're back at home Saturday, you've forgotten about last week. Yeah, yeah. You're done. You're just as excited the following week for go again. Yeah. It never leaves you. And and it's like, because it's gone longer than normal, because obviously normally when we have the break over summer, you always know it's coming back, don't you? You always like, yeah, it's coming back soon. I, I, I'm probably more excited in pre-season about signings and new season coming up than ever before yeah. when it ends you like that bit of a break where you, you, can, you, you can enjoy yourself yeah. maybe have an holiday or whatever yeah. when it comes back you just oh god football yeah, yeah. yeah. you just can't we're going to win the back. league <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it time here four games in it's we're crap four. we're going down <laughs> right, this season because I was expecting high things and it didn't happen right we've got some more news this week again with the ladies another legends leaving the ladies team yeah Faye well, McCoy we're all going I know that's he hired last week. It's Jesse Hyde. Maybe it's something to do with Stoke. I don't. I, th- <laughs> I think his contracts have been running out, and they're, yeah. they're all. I don't know if Stoke are letting them go because nothing's really coming out about the women's team. No. But but Faye McCoy's been the top goal scorer now for about three four seasons. Well, I'll be trying to jump on getting the contracts. I think you say jump on here. Well, the hell, calm down. Not that sort of show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> here's that kind of show. Isn't it? Like, I'm pausing that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I mean, it'd be a shame to see her go. I mean, she's been a good striker. She has been a. She's been at the club a long time. I mean, well. we are trying to get an interview with her. I've been trying to message her, trying to get her on the show. When we went that game earlier in the season, I thought she was going to score hot <laughs> ten. I think she scored twice that game we yeah. went. So that was a massive eight, yeah, eight she, nine one or something was, like that. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was brilliant. Um, powerful as well. Yeah, really powerful, strong. Great ability on the ball, and you just think, why? Unless she wants more money, I don't know. I think it's. I think secretly it's something who was Stoke have decided to let her go. Um, apparently, fitness has been an issue, but I don't really care. John Parkin had a fitness issue, but he still knew where the bloody net was, didn't he? The thing is, though, as well, she'd be good around some of the younger girls as well. Yeah, because I think she's thirty-one or thirty-two now. So, so. she's got the experience for pass on to someone. That's what I mean. But I don't know. But let's be honest: when you look at our reserve team, female reserve teams, the smacking goals in week left, left, right, centre. Just as good. Just win every week. Team. So maybe that's why they're not bothered about getting rid of. That's what I mean. Well. They, they probably just replace them with some of the young ones that are coming yeah. through and building a bit of a younger team or something. Yeah, it, it is a shame though because she's been at the club a long time. She's a lifelong Everton fan, uh, Scouser, obviously, and. You know, hopefully we can get her on the now. show. Probably watching, yeah, probably watching this game now. I forgot it was on. It's good job she went on the show now. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about this, mate? I've got him in, there's a corner. Hey, you've got a corner here. <laughs> yeah, it's not much happening. No, no we, we may be watching the game in silence, but nothing's happened. No, you're not missing a classic here. But anyway watching Tally. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate all that you're doing. The Numbers on the Potters podcast on Facebook have gone up to nearly 200 now, nearly, and we can only thank you. Make sure you get involved, tell your friends, 
Try to spread the word of the pod. Try to get it around as much as possible. If you want to come on and be a fan guest, we're opening them up again on Sundays. So you can come on and be a guest. Anyone's welcome. Up to you. Just get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Just get send a message and we'll sort out a time and place. Uh, more of these podcasts are coming out. Which I'm trying to get hold of a couple more players. We try and get back to normal. We, we just, could do with normal football, resuming, couldn't we? Basically, yeah, we, we'd love if the fans were there. But, I mean, there's been no real transfer talk, so no. we've just tried to waffle on about whatever we can. It's so, football with no drama. Basically, yeah, <laughs> or not seen it. <laughs> that, that's the problem. So, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra, all the best.